0: (laughs) Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott, joined by
1: Holly Knight and Mike Chapman.
2: What? Why'd he do it? Tune in to find out. They're already tuning in. (laughs) Aww.
1: We were going to cover this on the last episode.
2: I don't know what we're covering right now. Rest in peace, Tina Turner. Oh, she, she died yeah. today.
0: Yeah.
1: This song is so good. It is good. Let's just listen all the way up until the chorus, and then we'll move on.
0: Yeah, so Rest today that we're recording is May 24th, and we got the sad news that Tina Turner passed away at 83.
1: Now, this song always reminds me of Shit's Creek.
0: James can't control himself at all. He is head bopping so hard.
1: (laughs) Here we go. Guys ready? Oh. God, i'm horny
0: she had the best legs of anyone who's ever lived on this planet
1: yeah man even when she was
0: like old yeah she incredible was awesome incredible legs
1: man she's good
0: i'm sexualizing a dead woman right now an
1: 83 year old dead woman Yeah. she was the best simply the best and uh, rest
0: in power as they say what a legend what a legend that is better than the send-off you had for hugh hefner which was rest in hell
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's make up for it and talk about good things today only positive things ashley's in charge of the episodes (laughs) i have an idea of what it is it's It's not not that (laughs) positive
0: I know, I can't really see the board super well, so I keep kind of having to look, and I was like, oh, oh, no.
1: <laughs> I opened the script, and I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, look, here's the truth, guys. We're back. We're we're back with more power than ever, and more charisma than ever. Power? Power. I don't know about that. I'm feeling power today because of Tina Turner.
0: I have a headache. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My eye feels like it's going to pop out of my skull because <laughs> I Sarah. waited way too long to have coffee today. <laughs> <laughs> you are I'm a
1: 42-year-old. Ad- you know better than I'm that. I'm an
0: addict. <laughs> I really...
1: <laughs> oy. Oy. There's worse things to be addicted to.
0: Yeah, like nicotine? Yeah. Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> Whoopsie-daisy. Whoopsie! Hey, at least it's not opiates.
0: That is a good point. I have three addictions. Coffee, mm. nicotine, and candy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's mine too. Any candy. Lately I am eating all of the ice cream in the world.
0: Oh, see I could live without it.
1: <laughs> it's so funny that you become what you eat. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm extra doughy lately <laughs> and extra creamy. <laughs> Just very dairy product right now.
2: <laughs> Slow churn. Yeah.
1: But here's the deal. I shook I shook Ashley's hand like a like a man. And I said, by the end of this week, I'm getting off the ice cream. No more ice cream or candy in this house. And I started working out again.
0: Yeah. Well, good for you.
1: Now, do I work out like, a, like an old man? I do. Doesn't matter. It's the elliptical, baby. you
0: doing something.
1: I have a text thread with my business partners called Elliptical Thoughts. <laughs> it's anytime James gets on the elliptical machine, I get really pumped. And really, really thinking about yeah, stuff. Like, we, we should stuff. try this. We should try that. It's pathetic, is the truth.
2: No, that's good.
1: Dude, if you want an ice cream recommendation, I know we usually do our recommendations at the end, but let <laughs> me just start it off with Netflix and Chilled. Netflix and Chilled is wildly good. What is it? My, my all-time favorite ice cream is Americone Dream.
0: Okay, because you like the bits of waffle cone in there? Obviously. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yes, just, just say it out loud. Yes, of to course. Make sure
0: that that's what the Americone dream was. You're right. Yeah.
1: Netflix and chilled. It's it's peanut butter ice cream, but it's like it's not overwhelming.
0: That sounds great already. Yeah,
1: with uh, little tiny bits of pretzel, salted pretzel. Yes, but it's like specks. It's not like huge chunks. Okay. It's, like, perfectly done with brownie.
0: Okay. Yep. I'm trying and caramel swirls. So it's basically a take five. Yeah, yeah. it's a take five. <sighs> oh
1: my god! I'm in, dude. It's just the best. Okay, that's it's simply the best. Sounds
0: really good. Is that like a Ben and Jerry's?
1: Yep. Yeah, Ben and Jerry's. you know what the fuck they're doing, they bro.
0: Really do. Mm. Have you? When's the last time you had rainbow sherbet?
1: Oh, probably not since I was like nine.
0: Try it again. Really? Oh my god! Is I it don't good? know what came over Josh and I, but we decided to buy. I'm not talking sorbet. I'm not talking top-notch. I'm talking grocery store brand. With the
2: little um, the wooden
0: sticks that you eat with? No, like a tub. You gotta get a tub of it.
1: Is it the plastic tub?
0: It's not. It's like just the little half-gallon. This is the Fred Meyer brand. It's the
1: size where you go, oh, we'll eat this for like a week. And then the two of you just Just demolish demolish it it. it in the night.
0: Um, I... Honestly, if somebody had asked me a week ago, "Do you like sherbet?" I'd be like, "Get out of here!" Yeah,
1: it's not that 1980s. I want
0: chocolate,
1: right? Like, I'm give, an adult.
0: Give me chocolate. I'm an adult. Give I want me chocolate. Death. What uh, are the flavors? They're like lime, orange, and raspberry, or something like that. That's right.
1: It's oh lime. my
0: god, it's so good and refreshing, and Is it? just oh, it's yum. good yum. summertime. It's food. Danger. Whoa. Because it feels light. <laughs> but it's not. You know what I mean? It feels <laughs> yeah. like you're eating fruit juice, but you
1: <laughs> I saw one of the funniest Instagrams the other day. I post on my stories today, or maybe last night, of a guy No, two guys on a podcast, one of which asks, um, what's your favorite cereal? Some something like that. And he's like, Oh, fruit loops all day. And then the guy goes, Well, what's your favorite flavor? What? And yeah, that's the right response. There you go, they're, Ash.
2: They're all the same flavor. The guy gets so They're mad. not No, we're
1: getting pissed
2: on in tricks. No, no. yeah. Tricks has different flavors. Yes, Fruit Loops does not. not.
1: No, 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 no. Are you sure? Yes. Positive. Okay, so you're that guy.
0: Well, no. They. The only reason I'm saying that is they have a new Fruit Loops candy that. Okay, the chef at the restaurant I work at, he brings in buckets of candy because he's trying to kill all of us all the time. And he always brings in the weirdest shit you've never seen before. Yeah. Fruit Loops. Gummies, they taste awful.
1: Okay, so I understand but that each that one might of have them different is flavor. different. No, They're we're talking different. about the cereal.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Put yourself back to eating Fruit loop cereal.
0: Yeah, I, I'm still maintaining that I think they have different.
1: No, 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 no,
0: no.
2: They're flavored as fruit. F R O O T. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just different colors. Okay, it's just different dye. And he goes on this whole thing like, like M and M's. Do you think? No. 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 It's all one flavor. Yeah. Okay.
0: You wouldn't be able to, like, tell them apart in a...
1: No. In a lineup. In a lineup.
0: lineup. lineup. Wait, no, you could. What,
1: Eminem, killed your daughter?
0: (laughs) You could, because they're different colors, but...
1: I don't know why they killed this person's daughter. It just was so dark. I hear something. I got Ah, it. It's just
0: in. It's still 75 and partly cloudy at not Disneyland.
1: And it's still the most hilarious number. 69 and cloudy at Disneyland. You know,
0: (laughs) I have to say, too, that... Ash, the way you write 69 is very intentional. That she is, does it on purpose. They are mirror images of each other.
1: You know why that's funny, right?
0: Yeah, I, I know why 69 is funny.
1: You know why that's funny, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. 600. Yeah,
0: uh uh-huh, Yeah, uh-huh. It's a
1: sexual position.
0: Oh, By the way, who's
1: got time for that? <laughs> 69ing? It's such a... Yeah. Back to our last episode about Hugh Hefner. That is just like... Yeah, that's what adolescent people think of sexual.
0: Yes, totally.
1: <laughs> totally. I'm going to have so much 69 sex when I'm older. <laughs> and then you do it one time. No one's no, having a good
2: time. <laughs> no. What are we doing? Yeah, let me do chores while I'm yeah. on my break. <laughs> 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 Who wins there? You know, it's
1: like the what you, like pat your head, rub your tummy exercise. Totally. There's no way. No. no. No way am I doing both.
2: Do <laughs> chores while I'm on my break. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> oh. oh, we haven't done a messed up fairy tales episode since last August, and that was almost fifty episodes ago. Whoa! Wow, we've been doing this for feels a like second just now. yesterday. Yeah. So let's get uncomfortable. These are all Grimm's fairy tales.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. boy.
2: And I have not read them extensively. So I'm going to be with you oh, in good. learning. That's oh, I exciting. like that. I just know like the premise of them. Okay. So this first one is called The Mouse, the Bird, and the Sausage. <laughs> wow.
1: Sounds like <laughs> a good Saturday. One thing is not like the others.
2: <laughs> Once upon a time, a mouse, a bird, and a sausage formed a partnership. As they do. <laughs> they kept house together, and for a long time, they lived in peace and prosperity, acquiring many possessions. The bird's task was to fly into the forest every day to fetch wood. The mouse carried water, made the fire, and set the table. The sausage did the cooking.
0: I just found a pretzel <laughs> on the couch, and <laughs> I, I saw you I do was it. Put it in my mouth.
2: Your face lit up. She looks so <laughs> She's caught. She's got
1: an entire bag of pretzels next to her. It was like a gift, a gift from the pretzel gods.
2: Okay, so I just want to reiterate that the sausage was tasked with cooking. Okay, thank you. I just don't understand the sausage being a
1: part of the story yeah so the bird is collecting wood
2: flying into the forest to fetch wood right whatever the mouse carries the water makes the fire and sets the table so the mouse has it the worst Mm -hmm. yeah okay and the sausage just does the cooking right okay Whoever is too well off always wants to try something different. Thus, one day the bird chanced to meet another bird who boasted to him of his own situation. This bird criticized him for working so hard while the other two enjoyed themselves at home. What? (laughs) For after the mouse had made the fire and carried the water, she could sit in the parlor and rest until it was time for her to set the table. The sausage had only to stay by the pot watching the food cook. When mealtime approached, she would slither through the porridge or the vegetables. She's a sausage, and she slithers through the food That's not a
0: sausage yeah. thus,
2: everything was greased and salted and ready to eat uh, so she would, uh, she would use her own like spices and juices to ew. flavor the food. Does oh. she then eat the food?
1: I mean that I- <laughs> be like. He's sweating all over your food.
0: Yeah, all over everyone else's food. Yeah. yeah.
2: Intentionally. Deesh. The bird would e- bring his load of wood home. <laughs> 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 they would eat their meal and then sleep soundly until the next morning. It was a great life. The next day, because of his friend's advice, the bird refused to go into the forest, saying that he had been their servant long enough. He was no longer going to be a fool for them. Everyone should try a different task for a change. The mouse and the sausage argued against this, but the bird was the master, and he insisted they give it a try. The sausage was to fetch the wood. The mouse became the cook, and the bird was to carry the water. And what was the result? Gross food. The sausage trudged off toward the forest. The bird made the fire, and the mouse put on the pot and waited for the sausage to return with wood for the next day. However, the the sausage stayed out so long that the other two figured that something bad had happened. The bird flew off so he could find her. A short distance away, he came upon a dog that had seized the sausage as free booty and was making off with her. What? What?
1: What? God, what was life like when these psychos were writing these stories?
0: I just don't understand the sausage. Don't get it. <laughs> no. A sausage can't move on its own.
1: No, you're absolutely right.
0: Like a mouse and a bird. Okay, it's that's like, cute. Yeah. Whatever. Like, could it have been a raccoon? Sure, could it have right. been... Anything else with hands, eyes, (laughs) hooves, (laughs) feet. Yeah, something. Okay. So I have
1: a story, guys. It's about a donkey and a bunny and a remote controller. (laughs) Like a TV remote. (laughs) Yeah. Just the most random object possible.
2: The bird complained bitterly to the dog about his brazen abduction, but he claimed that he had discovered forged letters on the sausage and that she would thus have to forfeit her life to him. What? what
1: dude i we someone's got to make this a thing like i want to see a either an animated or a live action version of this
2: forged letters okay filled with sorrow the bird carried the wood home himself and told the mouse what he had seen and heard they were very sad but they were determined to stay together and make the best of it the bird set the table while the mouse prepared the food she jumped into the pot the mouse jumped Mm -hmm. into the pot okay as the sausage had always done, in order to slither and weave in and out about the vegetables and grease them. But before she reached her middle, her hair and skin were scalded off and she perished.
0: Poor mouse.
2: When the bird wanted to eat, no cook was there. Beside himself, he threw the wood this way and that, called out, looked everywhere, but no cook was to be found. Because of his carelessness, the scattered wood caught fire and the entire house was soon aflame. The bird rushed to fetch the water, but the bucket fell into the well, carrying him with it, and he drowned. The end. So the moral of the story is do your job. And don't try anything new. Yeah, never.
1: I mean, that's the moral of every story back then. Don't
2: send your sausages to the woods with forfeit or counterfeit letters. Yes. Don't
1: do it. Don't. Why would you?
0: Mice can't cook. We know rats can.
1: We know that.
0: But mice? Come on.
1: Yeah, that's that's far-fetched. Well, that's totally bonkers. Yep. That was a, a grim
2: story? It was a grim. Here's another grim. Okay. This one's called cat skin. Cat skin? Cat skin. <laughs> I like how she just said, she just exactly said it exactly the same way. <laughs> cat skin. Just let it settle in. There was, so this one's upsetting, but not for the reason that you probably think. Yeah. There was once a king whose queen had hair of the purest gold and was so beautiful that her match was not to be met with on the whole face of the earth. I'm already upset. Yeah, pissed. But this beautiful queen fell ill, and when she felt that her end drew near, she called the king to her and said, promise that you will never marry again unless you meet a wife who is as beautiful as I am. And who has golden hair like mine?
1: <coughs> she really thought pretty highly of herself, huh?
2: Yep. Then, when the king in his grief promised all she asked, she shut her eyes and died.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of the Keen Peel skit, where Jordan Peel's wife is dying. Oh, it's played by Rash- Rashida, Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones, yeah. She's on her deathbed in the hospital, and she's like, just promise me that you'll... State, you know, you'll always love our children. He's like, I promise you.
2: You'll never get promise married again.
1: Th- yeah, she get a whole long list of things, and he's like, I promise, and then promise me that you'll, yeah, never.
2: You'll never jack off. You'll again. never look at porn. Yeah, like uh-huh. I'm
1: the only person in your thoughts. And he's like, mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. He just squeezes <laughs> her hand. I love you, and she's like, No, say it. Say a promise. He's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> keeps avoiding it it just goes to a crazy degree of him avoiding it
0: i want josh to marry again if i die but i want him to marry someone uglier
1: yeah less cool yeah right so, so he really
0: appreciates me in my death
1: as the fun wife yeah, yeah.
0: everyone will remember oh yeah josh was so much happier then
1: <laughs> now, we talk about this all the time like what lunatic wants their spouse to be miserable for the rest of their life
0: yeah absolutely it's crazy no i want him to thrive
1: yes
2: well th- this beautiful queen it's was so a miserable less. cunt and she wanted him to not to not marry yeah. unless he found someone as beautiful as her and that's which doesn't exist
0: important thing
2: yes So, she died. The king was not to be comforted, and for a long time, he never thought of taking another wife. At last, however, his wise men said, this will not do. The king must marry again, that we may have a queen. So, messengers were sent far and wide to seek for a bride as beautiful as the late queen. But there was no princess in the world so beautiful, and if there had been, still there was not one to be found who had golden hair. Oh, that's Um. very important. You, You can't. You can't bleach it back would, in this day.
1: That's what makes a good ruler. Golden hair.
2: So the messengers came home and had had all their trouble for nothing. Now, the king had a daughter. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Who was just as beautiful as her mother. God damn it. And had the same golden hair, if you catch my drift.
0: I do, and I'm not happy
2: about it. And when she was grown up, the king looked at her and saw that she was just like this late queen.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's a resemblance. Is it
2: just me or is my daughter started to look kind of hot? <laughs> oh, man. He then said to his courtiers, May I not marry my daughter? And what was their response? She is the very image of my dead wife. Unless I have her, I shall not find any bride upon the whole earth. And you say there must be a queen. <laughs> Just, spit. <laughs> you <see that>? just, <laughs> <laughs> just laughed and spit when the courtiers heard about this they were shocked and said heaven forbid that a father should marry his daughter yes they're okay out of so great a sin no good can come
1: Hmm. agreed yep
2: yeah you don't want to
1: come when there's sin around
2: and his daughter was also shocked but hoped the king would soon give up such thoughts. So she said to him, quote, Before I marry anyone, I must have three dresses. One must be of gold like the sun. Another must be of shining silver like the moon. And a third must be dazzling as the stars. Besides this, I want a mantle of a thousand different kinds of fur put together, to which every beast in the kingdom must give a part of his skin. Ah. A mantle? <laughs>
0: yeah we're talking well, like fireplace mantle
2: Uh um, serial killer I'm, i don't know i'm it sounds a more bad, like
0: um product to use for a fireplace highly flammable
2: mantle. yeah i think yeah. she means like a big ass fur coat mm. uh, made of every beast in the kingdom okay so
0: kill all the beasts
2: yes and thus she thought he would think of the matter no more because that's a crazy thing to ask
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: But the king made the most skillful workmen in his kingdom weave the three dresses, one golden like the sun, another silvery like the moon, and the third sparkling like the stars. And his hunters were told to hunt out all the beasts in his kingdom and to take the finest fur out of their skins, and thus a mantle of a thousand furs was made. He is determined. Mm -hmm.
1: Jeez, he wants to fuck his (laughs) daughter.
2: When all were ready, the king sent them to her, but she got up in the night when they were all asleep and took all three of her trinkets, a golden ring, a golden necklace and a golden brooch, and packed the three dresses of the sun, the moon and the stars up in a nutshell, in a nutshell, I don't know, (laughs) and wrapped herself in the mantle made of all sorts of fur and besmeared her face and hands with soot. Then she threw herself upon heaven uh, for help in her, wait. Then, this is backwards ass talking. Right. (laughs) Then she threw herself upon heaven for her help in need and went away and journeyed on the whole night till at last she came to a large wood. Uh? As (laughs) 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 As she was very tired, she sat herself down in the hollow of a tree and soon fell asleep. And there she slept till it was midday. Hold on.
1: Can we back up to up in a nutshell?
2: Yeah, she put her jewelry, her three dresses, all in a nutshell.
1: So is that where that expression comes from?
2: In a nutshell. Like,
1: I mean, that's basically in a nutshell.
2: I, I don't know. A nut is small.
0: So that is my question. Huh?
1: There's just so many of these expressions that we say, and we don't know the origins of it at all. We don't even know what we're saying.
0: What's
2: the biggest nut?
1: <laughs> Hugh Hafner's nuts.
2: No. <laughs> He's just the biggest, not longest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... And the sun, the stars, up in a nutshell. What?
2: You're going to have to just accept it. This goes on for quite some time. Okay. Now, as the king to whom the wood belonged (laughs) Hmm. was hunting in it, his dogs came to the tree and began to snuff about and ran round and round and barked, Look sharp, said the king to the huntsman, and see what sort of game lies there. And the huntsman went up to the tree, and when they came back, again said... In the hollow tree there lies a most beautiful beast, such as we never saw before. Its skin seems to be of a thousand kinds of fur, but there it lies fast asleep. He's so stupid, he doesn't realize that this is the coat that he just had made for his daughter that he wants to bone. Dumbass. He
1: seems pretty dumb.
2: See, said the king, if you can catch it alive and we will take it with us. So the huntsman took it up and the maiden awoke and was greatly frightened and said, I am a poor child that has neither father nor mother left. Have pity on me and take me with you. Then they said, yes, Miss Catskin, you will do for the kitchen. You can sweep up in the ashes and do things of that sort. What? Okay. Sweep up the ashes? She's just like Cinderella, basically.
0: Why are there
1: ashes?
2: Why are they calling her Miss Catskin? (laughs) (laughs) Why doesn't the dad recognize his own daughter?
1: I'm going to be honest. I, I thought you said something about cat skin earlier, and I was just pulling to James and didn't really remember what it was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is this the first time she's actually saying yeah. it? Yeah.
2: That's the first time or anyone says cat skin.
1: Because she's wearing a a coat of a thousand furs. A coat fizz. of a thousand furs. It's a weird thing to call someone.
2: So they put her into the coach and took her home to the king's palace. Then they showed her a little corner under the staircase... Aw, like Harry Potter, yeah. where no light of day ever peeped in and said, Catskin, you may lie and sleep there. <laughs> she, she was sent into the kitchen and made to fetch food and or made to fetch wood and water, to blow the fire, pluck the poultry, pick the herbs, sift the ashes, and do all of the dirty work. Mm. Thus Catskin lived for a long time very sorrowfully. Ah, pretty princess, thought she, what will now become of thee? But it happened one day that a feast was going to be held in the king's castle, so she said to the cook, may I go up a little while and see what is going on? I will take care and stand behind the door. The cook said, yes, you may go, but be back again in half an hour's time to rake out the ashes.
1: We are with the ashes again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then she took her little lamp and went into her cabin and took off the fur skin and washed the soot from off her face and hands so that her beauty shone forth like the sun from behind the clouds. She next opened her nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And brought out of it a dress that shone like the sun, and so went to the feast. Everyone made way for her, for nobody knew her, and they thought she could be no less than a king's daughter. I wonder why. Right. But the king came up to her and held out his hand and danced with her, and he thought in his heart, I never saw anyone half so beautiful. Ugh. You have, though, because she's your daughter, and also she looks like your wife. And she
0: hasn't been gone that long.
1: Nope. He's tricked pretty easily.
2: When the dance was at an end, she curtsied, and when the king looked around for her, she was gone. No one knew whither. The guards that stood at the castle gate were called in, but they had seen no one. The truth was that she had run into her little cabin, pulled off her dress, blackened her face and hands, w- and put on the fur-skin cloak, and was catskin again. Like Batman. Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she went into the kitchen to her work and began to rake the ashes, the cook said, "Let that alone till the morning and heat the king's soup. I should like to run up now and give a peep, but take care that you don't let a hair fall into it, or you will run a chance of never eating again." Give her a hairnet.
1: <laughs> yep.
2: As soon as the cook went away, Caskin heated the king's soup and toasted a slice of bread first, as nicely as ever she could, and when it was ready, she went and looked in the cabin for her little gold ring, and put it into the dish in which the soup was. When the dance was over, the king ordered his soup be brought in, and it pleased him so well that he thought he had never tasted any so good before. At the bottom, he saw a gold ring lying, Mm -hmm. and as he could not make out how it had got there, he ordered the cook to be sent for. The cook was frightened when he heard the order and and said to Catskin, You must have let a hair fall into the soup. If it be so, you will have a good beating. Whoa. Then he went before the king and asked him who had cooked the soup. I did, answered the cook. But the king said, That is not true. It was better than you could do it.
1: Ooh, throwing shade. That's some soup shade. Soup
2: shade. (laughs) (laughs) then he answered to tell the truth i did not cook it but catskin did then let catskin come up said the king and when she came he said to her who are you i am a poor child she said that has lost both father and mother how how came you into my palace asked he i am good for nothing she said but to be a scullion girl and to have boots and shoes thrown at my head
0: so he just asked her how did you get here yeah he's the
2: one that brought her yeah so
1: i don't get it <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right
1: also what is a scullion girl
2: like a kitchen yeah your, your kitchen wench and to have boots and shoes that? thrown at my head
1: yeah that's also the part i don't that get. seems
2: unnecessary really it seems mean but how did you get the ring that was in the soup asked the king Then she would not own that she knew anything about the ring, so the king sent her away again about her business. After a time, there was another feast, and Catskin asked the cook to let her go up and see it as before. Yes, he said, but come again in half an hour and cook the king the soup that he likes so much. Then she ran to her little cabin, washed herself quickly, and took her dress out, which was silvery as the moon, and put it on. And when she went in, looking like a king's daughter, the king went up to her and rejoiced at seeing her again, and when the dance began, he danced with her
0: notice they said king's daughter not king's wife
2: yes okay yes yeah. daughter yes after the dance was at an end she managed to slip out so slightly that the king did not see where she was gone but she sprang into her little cabin made herself into cat skin again and went into the kitchen to cook the soup whilst the soup was above the stairs wait whilst the cook was above stairs she got the golden necklace and dropped it into the soup then it was brought to the king who ate it And it pleased him as well as before, so he sent for the cook, who was again forced to tell him that Catskin had cooked it. Catskin was brought again before the king, but she still told him that she was only fit to have boots and shoes thrown at her head.
1: (laughs) We're just going around in a circle at this point.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But when the king had ordered a feast to be got ready for the third time, it happened just the same as before. You must be a witch, Catskin, said the cook. What? For you always put something into your soup that... So that it pleases the king better than mine. However, he let her go up as before. Then she put on the dress which sparkled like the stars, and went into the ballroom in it, and the king danced with her again, and she thought or and thought that she had never looked so beautiful as she did then. So whilst he was dancing with her, he put a gold ring on her finger without her seeing it, and ordered that the dance should be kept up a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When it was at an end, he would have held her fast by the hand, but she slipped away and sprang so quickly through the crowd that he lost sight of her. But she ran as fast as she could into her little cabin under the stairs. But this time, she kept away too long, and stayed beyond the half hour, so she had not had time to take off her fine dress and throw on her fur mantle, and in her haste did not blacken herself all over with soot, but let one of her fingers white. Just one? Just the one. Okay. Then she ran into the kitchen and cooked the king's soup, and as soon as the cook was gone, she put the golden brooch into the dish. When the king got to the bottom, he ordered catskin to be called once more, and soon saw the white finger and the ring that he had put on it whilst they were dancing. So he seized her hand, kept fast hold of it, and when she wanted to loose herself and spring away, the fur cloak fell a little on one side, and the starry dress sparkled underneath (gasps) it. Then he got hold of the fur and tore it off, and her golden hair and beautiful form were seen, and she could no longer hide herself. So she washed the soot and ashes from her face and showed herself to be the most beautiful princess upon the face of the earth. But the king said, you are my beloved bride, and we will never more be parted from each other. And the wedding feast was held, and Uh a merry day it was, as ever was heard of or seen in that country, or indeed in any other. No. The end? No. The end.
1: Dude, hold on. Hold hold on.
0: Moral of the story. I don't know.
1: Well, the moral of the story is the Brothers Grimm. Also, it always pisses me off that it's the Brothers Grimm.
0: And not the Grimm Brothers. Why isn't it just
1: the Grimm Brothers? Pisses me off. Okay, I know it does. Now, what I was going to say about that story and all these creepy ass stories that they do... Fever dreams. Yeah, and it's... So, uh, the Brothers Grimm... 1785 to 1863 is the range we're talking about. Does that explain it? Is that all I need to say? (laughs) Is it just wackadoo times?
0: Poorly written fever dreams. Yeah.
1: Sausage? Cooks that are sausages? I have so many questions.
2: I mean... Why was she slipping the jewelry? <sighs> Wait, I don't into the food. I kept expecting yeah, the, that to make no. Some that didn't sort make any sense.
1: goddamn sense. And why was he eating so much soup? <laughs> he had so many bowls of soup in one evening. Because he
2: had a scullion. It wasn't maid. one evening. Yeah.
1: See, I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does it either doesn't way. Matter. So much soup. And what? But she seems like jazzed about marrying her dad
0: now.
2: Maybe that was yeah. the thing that
1: I didn't really understand. Like, sh-
2: does she not know that that's her dad?
1: Well, of course she does. Because You know what I mean? You would know who your dad is.
2: He doesn't know she's his daughter.
1: It's just, it's not just like morally demented and weird. It just doesn't make any goddamn sense. And it's
2: bad writing. It's just bad
1: writing.
0: Maybe she wanted to marry her dad all along, but because everybody was like, oh, that's wrong.
2: She slipped away.
1: You think so? To become this
2: other person. I'm going to become catskin and fool my way back into my daddy's arms. Exactly.
1: But why would she want to marry her dad?
2: Don't know. Because he's the king. Why does he want to marry his daughter? But
1: she's the princess. She's the <laughs> daughter of the king. She's got it made. She doesn't need to do anything else. No, she doesn't. You'd even argue she has it better in that, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Boy. There's, and there was zero explanation of like, well, here's why it made more sense to marry my daughter. And,
0: and has no one noticed that the daughter's missing? Yeah. During all of this time, we're not like looking for her and at her all. And her
1: friends, and no. her slumber party friends, where did she go?
0: It's the like a stable an, boy. Yeah,
2: an incest fever dream, chock full of plot holes. Brothers yeah. Grimm.
1: Well, I think the Walt Disney Company has a lot of content to choose from, and this being one of them, coming this summer. <laughs> Will the king marry his daughter? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to eat simply too much soup?
2: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) How big is a nutshell?
1: (laughs) What does that even fucking mean?
2: What the
0: hell is a mantle? (laughs) What is a mantle?
1: (laughs) Tune in to find out what a thousand fur coat looks like.
2: On cat skin.
1: Cat skin. (laughs) Walt Disney's
2: cat Cat skin. (laughs) skin. In a world. (sighs) Uh, oh, my God. Creepy. Yeah. Um, creepy. I have one more shorter one. Okay. Let's hit we could, it. We can end it with. And it has a lot of body parts being removed from bodies. Okay, Excellent. That I like. The three army surgeons.
1: Okay. At least the name is a little more reasonable. Sure. Okay. Three
2: army surgeons who thought that they knew their art perfectly were traveling about the world, and they came to an inn where they wanted to pass the night. The host asked whence they came and whither they were going.
1: Yeah, I'm going to start talking like that.
2: (laughs) Whence they came and whither they're going. (laughs) We are roaming about the world and practicing our art. Just show me for once in a way what you can do, said the host. And then the first said that he would cut off his hand and put it on again early next morning. He's such a good surgeon. He's going to take off his hand, reattach it in the morning.
1: Is he going to take off whose hand?
2: (laughs) His own hand.
1: Okay, so we've already, this is already a bonkers story. Yes. It started fairly normal. Yes. Okay, go ahead.
2: The second said that he would tear out his heart and replace it the next morning.
1: Okay, can't do it.
2: The third said that he would cut out his eyes and heal them again next morning. Uh-huh. If you can do that, said the innkeeper, you have learned everything.
1: <laughs> See, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just bad <laughs> writing. It doesn't make any sense. No. It's just so weird.
0: Not a lick of sense.
1: I remember as an eight-year-old, I think I was about eight, having to write a story for school, for class. and It was better than this. In the Macmillan household, we watched a lot of Dance of the Wolves back then. We did. A lot. Tatanka. That's right, Sarah. The word Tatanka (laughs) was just in my head Uh at all times. Akatío and Tatanka. (laughs) Okay? So, I wrote some goddamn story about... Being like a a Tatonka man. <laughs> I don't even know. Something <laughs> to do with tatankas Bison boy. So weird. My my teacher was like, the notes were like, "Huh? <laughs> well, that's creative and weird." Here's a grade. I don't even know what it was. But she was just so confused. And I remember even thinking as a kid, "That's weird. Like, what did I just write?" What did I write in hand <laughs> in? Oh, what I wouldn't give to least, have that story now. At
2: least yeah. you knew. At least you knew you were self-aware.
1: Well, that's my my gosh darn point. Yeah. Is these people are still writing Tatanka wonky ass stories with no context.
2: Yep. All right. So they, however, had a salve with which they rubbed themselves, which joined parts together, so they knew that they could basically just super glue their shit back on. That's what this is saying. see what i'm I'm getting at this is uh, and they carried the little bottle in which it was constantly with them then they cut the hand heart and eyes from their bodies as they said that they would and Mm -hmm. laid them all together on a plate and gave it to the innkeeper that's a gross plate
1: dude this is metal
2: the innkeeper gave it to the servant who was to set it in the cupboard and take good care of it the girl however had a lover in secret who was a soldier when, therefore, the innkeeper, the three army surgeons... Wait, the girl was a soldier? No, no. her lover. Oh. Her secret okay, lover. Sorry. All right. When everyone was asleep, um, the soldier came and wanted something to eat. The girl, however... Wait. The girl opened the cupboard and brought him some food, mm-hmm. and in her love, forgot to shut the cupboard door again. Whoops. She seated herself at the table by her lover, and they chattered away together while she sat so contentedly there thinking of of no ill luck the cat came creeping in
1: was it catskin
2: it was a cat a real cat this time oh, okay um the cat found the cupboard open took the hand and heart and eyes of the three army surgeons and cute. ran off with them very cute very cute yep When the soldier had done eating and the girl was taking away the things and going to shut the cupboard, she saw that the plate which the innkeeper had given her to take care of, you know, the one with all the body parts in it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that it was empty. Uh Uh-oh. Then she said in a fright to her lover, "'Ah, miserable girl, what shall I do? The hand is gone, the heart and the eyes are gone, too. What will become of me in the morning?' "'Be easy,' he said. "'I will help thee out of thy trouble.'"
1: i'm gonna start saying be easy (laughs) instead of relax or
2: be easy be easy (laughs) like what there is a thief hanging outside on the gallows i will cut off his hand which hand was it what the right one then the girl gave him a sharp knife and he went and cut the poor sinner's right hand off and brought it to her
1: jesus and then he bled to death
2: well i think he was already dead after this, yeah, he was it was a corpse. After this, he caught the cat and cut its eyes out.
1: Ugh, my
2: God! And now nothing but the heart was wanting.
1: You are describing like like a music video to like a Slayer song. <laughs> it's like if you didn't have any con- just people acted out everything you just described. Yeah, with Angel of Death, blah, blah, blast me! Blah, it's
2: a nightmare.
1: Yeah, yeah, just the craziest imagery possible. <laughs>
2: So, now they just need the heart. Have you not been killing and are not the dead pigs in the cellar? Said he. Yes, said the girl. That's well, said the soldier, and he went down and fetched a pig's heart. The girl placed all together on the plate and put it in the cupboard, and when after this her lover took leave of her, she went quietly to bed. That solves that. Mm -hmm. In the morning, when the three army surgeons got up, they told the girl she was to bring them the plate on which the hand, heart, and eyes were lying. Then she brought it out of the cupboard, and at f- and the first fixed the thief's eyes on it and smeared it with his salve. Oh my God. And it grew to his arm directly. The second took the cat's eyes and put them in his own head. Uh. The third fixed the pig's heart firm in the place where his own had been, and the innkeeper stood by, admired their skill, and said he had never seen such a thing as that done, and would sing their praises and recommend them to everyone. What? Then they paid their bill and traveled further.
1: And then what happened?
2: As they were on their way, the one with the pig's heart did not stay with them at all, but wherever there was a corner, he ran into it and rooted about in it with his nose, no, as pigs do. Stop. God. He
1: becomes part pig.
2: Oh my god, this is so good.
1: This is by far my favorite one. This guy becomes kind of a pig man, he starts rooting.
2: He's rooting with his nose.
1: Oh, man, this is great.
2: The others wanted to hold him back by the tail of his coat, but that did no good. He tore himself loose and ran wherever the dirt (laughs) was thickest. (laughs) It's like me. (laughs) Oh, my God. The second also behaved very strangely. He rubbed his eyes and said to the others, Comrades, what is the matter? I don't see at all. Will one of you lead me so that I do not fall? Then, with difficulty, they traveled on till evening, when they reached another inn. They went into the bar together, and there at the table in the corner sat a rich man counting money. The one with the thief's hand walked round about him, made a sudden movement twice with his arm, and at last, when the stranger turned away, he snatched the pile of money and took a handful from it. Wow. One of them saw this and said, Comrade, what art thou about?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What art thou
2: about?
1: Also, lucky for this guy to get a thief's hand instead of, like, a... Like a a guy that groper masturbator
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just jacking off in the corner. Comrade, what art thou about? Thou must not steal. Shame on thee! Eh, he said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meh. Be easy. Be easy.
2: <laughs> but how can I stop myself? My hand twitches, and I'm forced to snatch things, whether I will or not. Uh, Uh, It's not my fault. Back (laughs) off, Dad. After this, they lay down to sleep, and while they were lying there, it was so dark that no one could see his own hand. All at once, the one with the cat's eyes Uh awoke, aroused the others, and said, Brothers, just look up. Do you see the white mice running about there? Uh. The two sat up, but could see nothing. Then said he, Things are not right with us. We have not got (laughs) back again what is ours. (laughs) No joke.
1: Also... Cats don't just exclusively see at night. And I was, like,
2: blind during the day. Right. Um, Things are not right with us. We have not got back again what is ours. We must return to the innkeeper. He has deceived us. They went back, therefore, the next morning and told the host that they had not got what was their own again, that the first had a thief's hand, the second cat's eyes, and the third a pig's heart. The innkeeper said that the girl must be to blame for that and was going to call her. Duh. But when she had seen the three coming, she had run out the back door and not come back. Then the three said he must give them a great deal of money, or they would set his house on fire.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
2: He gave them what he had and whatever he could get together, and the three went away with it. It was enough for the rest of their lives, but they would have rather had their own proper organs. The end. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that was sure. my
1: favorite of the three for sure. Uh, uh, i mean i got nothing i could see that being you know you know the movie three men and a baby
2: <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
1: where it's just
0: yes?
2: three
1: fun time 80s actors having a good old <laughs> yeah. time a so romp?
2: it's ted danson <laughs> oh, steve gutenberg
1: he's got the pig heart yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ted it's got the thieving hand oh man it writes itself who's
2: the third guy um oh uh, mustache oh yeah uh Burt Reynolds? Tom nope. Selleck. Tom Selleck. Same, Same guy. guy.
1: Same exact yep. person.
0: <laughs> Thank you for saying that, because that's How are they true. different
1: people? Who's the guy in Friends with the big mustache?
2: Tom Selleck. All of the ones oh. you're thinking of are all Tom
1: Selleck. So, yeah, Burt Reynolds is a little before our he's time. He's much yeah. older. He's yeah. the guy in Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, yeah. right?
2: Imagine him with his shirt off going like this. Oh, he's That's Burt Reynolds. He's oh, hairier. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. covered in fur. Catskin! <gasps> oh! <gasps> Okay. Well, well, thanks
1: a lot, Brothers Grimm.
2: Thank you, Brothers you Grimm. It. James is looking up his meteor wreck, but I will just give my animal hero of the week while he's doing that, and it is once again Dexter, because <laughs> this is my bit, and, and I love him. Want. Yeah. And he's still great, and sure. I'm going to keep. Um, he's still great, he's doing cool shit all the time. Doing
0: cool hey, shit. So I'll uh, piggyback on that and recommend. But if you're looking for a furry friend, adopt. Yes. I like that. Go to your local humane society and get yourself a, a friend.
1: And by the way, the two names I said up front were actually the songwriters to Simply the Best.
2: Ah, uh, okay.
1: But I do have a different recommendation that's also a song, to Ashley's point here. Um, I found this through an Instagram account called Seth Davis. It's at I, I'm Seth Drums. And he just he drums to like, whatever. Oh, like, I've silly seen this stuff. guy. Yeah, yeah. And then there's another guy. So he did like a, I don't know what they call it, like a where you collab on a, a mashup. Yeah, exactly. I forgot the other guy's name, but he's like the real talent. He he writes songs to random shit. So like for example, he writes a song to a cat. To a cat making what yes. sounds like he's singing. Uh huh. And here's the song. Okay. Hold on.
2: Okay. Oh,
0: hold on. Let me read it.
2: No.
1: Just hold on to, to my, my fur, I, I like, like it, it when <laughs> the dogs <laughs> are barking. Hold on to my fur, I like it.
0: <laughs> wow, I can totally hear that now.
1: Yeah, cat's a star. bring it in again I like it when the dogs are barking barking. (laughs) that's
0: amazing he's so cute
2: too
1: we like cats a lot around
2: here (laughs) I don't think you noticed (laughs) well we Well, we did it we did it
1: we entertained them
2: Thanks
0: for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See, See you, you real soon. soon.
1: No, don't
2: you five, I, I like, like it. it when the dogs are bucking.
1: You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent.
0: And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com.
1: This podcast is produced by Producer Ash...
0: The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WRHatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram.
1: This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week.